Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Suave Sessions. We are glad you guys are here with us, and we have a dope show for you today. I had a chance to sit down and talk with my guy, Taj Mowry. Um, a lot of us know Taj from being on Smart Guy as TJ Henderson, but Taj has done a lot of things since then. He had his own show called Baby Daddy, uh, which ran for six seasons. He had a People's Choice Award for that. Um, he made his TV debut on Who's the Boss? He was later on Full House, Sister Sister, Disney's animated series Aladdin, The Lion King, Desperate Housewives, The Game, Kim Possible. The list goes on and on and on. Easy to say, Taj has been in the industry and working in Hollywood his entire life. But we don't really know who Taj is. And that's what I wanted to find out today. What is this man that has been in Hollywood like? I mean, Taj has worked with people like Michael Jackson, Prince, Mariah Carey. It's, it's crazy to understand like what he's done in his career so far and to be so young. Um, I wanted to talk, talk to Taj about all of that stuff. I wanted to find out what life is like. What was life growing up like? What's the relationship and the dynamic with him and his sisters who are also Hollywood stars? It's, it's dope to be able to sit down and talk to people like Taj and just kind of like pick their brain and find out all the intricate details about who they are. I'm excited to share this interview with you guys so that you can get to know who Taj is. Maybe it might make you a bigger fan of him. Maybe it might make you a fan altogether. So, as always, kick back, relax. Welcome to Suave Sessions with Taj Mowry. going to take a quick message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org, on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown, and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. Welcome back to Swap Sessions. Um, one, you kind of you jumped into the acting industry as a as a kid. Um, so you started really early in life. So what was what was your childhood like, and how did that kind of affect you? Um, I mean, I it's it's funny because I know that my childhood was sort of not sort of, very different from a, a normal childhood uh, in a sense. But in the other sense, it's all I knew pretty much. So it's, it, it, it wasn't 
you know, weird or, or abnormal. It was just, you know, it was just my life. And I started, I think I started around like four or five doing commercials and stuff and then got into TV and I was always around the house uh, memorizing commercials and then saying them back uh, to, to, my, to my family, like performing the commercial I had just saw. So that's what my mom knew is she, you know, she had to do something with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, all I, it's all I knew and all I know, you know, so it's just a part of me in that sense. But the older I get, the, the more I realize how unconventional that sort of upbringing is. But, you know, my parents are incredible, and uh, I've always had good people around me. So it, it was never difficult, really, in that, in, in that sense of how people might think it would be. Um, I always went to, uh, uh, you know, if I wasn't working, I was back at school, you know, with the other kids. And even if I was working, I was still involved in sports. So my days were very busy. Uh, you know, thinking back now, I'm like, damn, like I was really working as an adult and a child sort of at the same at the same time, which is crazy. I would leave the set and then go right to football practice or track practice or whatever it was and, you know, get up and do it again. Um, but I always kept that level of normalcy um, around me with, with my friends. And um, even to this day, my main core group of friends um, are not, you know, actors. And they're just my friends that I've been friends with since, I mean, most of them from high school, but even um, one of my best friends I've known since middle school. So, you know, I've always had a good a uh, group of people around me to keep me grounded and help me stay as 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 quote unquote regular as possible. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's it's crazy because you know we ironically like we watched you grow up. Um, right. Which is I think for a lot of people we still see that that child um, from right. a smart guy. You know what I mean? So how how do you try to like work to kind of get that image away and get people to see, you know, the adult Taj Maori? I think it's not something that I think about. It's just, you know, with the projects I choose to do and are blessed with the opportunity to be able to do it sort of like, you know, I went from, you know, the smart guy full house days and then went into sort of the teenager Disney channel days. And then I stepped back and took a break during high school and then came back with, you know, things like Are We Done Yet? And then ultimately, you know, Baby Daddy, which was sort of, you know, more adult, older things. And then the things I'm doing now are, you know, strictly, you know, people, it's almost like they're, you're kind of forced into seeing, you know, I, I am an adult now. So it's just the, the roles that I've chosen to take on and portray. But I think it's just stepping stones, um, you know, uh, doing roles where you actually are in life and um, taking the necessary breaks that you need to sort of, you know, step away for a minute, allow people to miss you and then come back in a new season in a different light. So that's what I try to do with my career. And um, yeah, I think it's just been a gradual sort of, uh, you know, growth of the roles I'm playing. But obviously, you know, when you're, working from a young kid, you're always going to have those people that still see you as Teddy from Full House or TJ from, but it's not something I think about, you know, it's, it's, 
I'm I, I'm an adult, and you know, if if people want to choose to still see me that way, that's fine. But you know, the roles that I ultimately am choosing now are are uh, you know uh, comparable to you know my age and where I am in life now. But there's also something um, cool about still having sort of a you know, if I shave my face, I can play younger, or if I have facial hair, I can play older. So, you know, the uh, I'm very thankful for that melanin. You know what I mean? <laughs> it keeps me keeps me looking young, keeps me looking young for a while. But um, yeah, it's it's not something I focus on. Like, oh, let me try to get people to not see me as a, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it, it is what it is. And if I like a role, I'm gonna do it. And if you choose to watch it, then you choose to watch it. But I think it's just a nostalgic uh, uh, thing, right? And if you grew up watching someone, you like, you know, you want to you wanna sort of think of them like that always. But I, I always love the reactions of people when they're like, oh, damn, like, okay, he is, he is a man now, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, but, you know, it, it's, it, it comes with it. And I think focusing, not focusing on, what other people are like uh, uh, viewing you as, uh, whatever age. I think that's when you get into trouble and it becomes like, oh, what's my next? Oh, I have to do something really edgy next. You know what I mean? It's not. It's yeah. not like that for me. Yeah, and then even with your with your career, like again, you've done a lot of television projects, but people don't know about your artistic side and the singing and dancing and everything like that. Like I'm sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize, like, you've worked with icons to the, you know, Michael <laughs> Mariah Carey. It's like you, you've worked with, like, people that we would only dream to have seen in person. You know, what was, mm-hmm. what's that like to be able to have, you know, this trifecta of, of ability? You know, it's, it's, it's always crazy when, you know, someone like you says it to me and then I hear it back. It's like, oh, man, damn, like, that is crazy. Um, <laughs> but, again, the way I live, the way I live my life is not, like, I – and it's all in our upbringing, how our parents raised us, like, what we do is a job and it's separate, you know. Um, so I, I don't – I'm not sitting around like, man, I have been, like, on sets and, like, uh, uh, been around these icons, you know, like, I don't think of that. It's just like, they're just blessings that came and I've had the opportunity to be able to do. But when I sit back and think back, it's just a grateful feeling. You know, I'm just like, man, like I've had such amazing opportunities and, and still do have those opportunities and the longevity that, you know, people, um, you know, desire in this industry. And I have that. And so it's just, it just takes me to a, a sense of gratefulness and thankfulness uh, to be able to do what I love and still be around and still have people check in for what you have next. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling, but it's also, you know, it's, it's also humbling as well um, to know that I am able to have that sort of, of, of career. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful to think back at it. And it's just, you know, you know, nothing but God, you know, we all are destined and we all have purpose. And I believe my purpose is in this industry. So, um, you know, I, I'm, it, it's something that I also expect, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, I, I walk in that and it's like, hey, you know, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep doing it. But it's, 
it's again, it's always crazy when someone repeats it back to me. It's just like, damn, that that is that is kind of crazy. <laughs> like that actually did happen. <laughs> yeah, that actually. <laughs> what's like when it comes to when it comes to that? What's what's a memory that you have that you just like if you think about it, and it's like, wow, like this happened on that set. Well, probably the most recent one was just being on this in the same breathing space as Viola Davis, which was just like, you know, I still am just like, yo, that really happened. Like, you know, so it's like <laughs> she 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 knows who I am. You know what I mean? Like, so right, it's like right. it's it's that's crazy. That's the most recent one. Um, but then, you know, from stuff from the past, just you know, little things like Mariah Carey asking my mom if she could take me home, you know, after the shoot, you know, it's like little stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> you know, being, being on those big, uh, big uh, music video sets and, you know, still remembering what they looked like. The Michael Jackson set was like, it was insane. It was, I mean, I was younger then, so it probably was smaller than it looked to me, but I'm pretty sure it was still large scale because it was Michael Jackson. But, you know, the, the, the huge green screen, me in, in the boats, flying in the, you know, sky. It's just like those are just amazing memories. I have an autographed picture, um, you know, addressed to me from Michael Jackson in my office. You know what I mean? It's just like I walk by it, I'm like, wow, like I re- I'm, so, I'm so honored and I'm so blessed. To, to have those memories, but it's funny because they never, I think if you keep a state of humility, those, those things never stop happening, you know? Um, and, and as long as you uh, go into situations with humility, even if it's something, someone that's not as big as Viola Davis or, or Prince, you're still going to, um, you know, be like, wow, I'm honored to be here in this space with these other artists and these actors and actresses and, um, you know, keeping that level of, and even in life, I think it keeping a level of awe, like to you, um, you know, always allowing yourself to, to sit in the moment of like, wow, this really is amazing. You know what I mean? Even if you're outside, like I'm looking out my, I have this big picture, um, window in my living room and I'm up in the hills. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking out of it right now and I'm just like, man, it's so beautiful out. Like I allow myself to to sit in the awe of whether it's creation or my career or work or the set I'm on. Um, and I think that's what keeps it fun and fresh. Um, you know, I never want to get have that feeling of staleness in anything I'm doing or taking anything for granted, like, oh, just another set, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't, I don't operate that way. So I think it always keeps it. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about this job, right? Because any job you take can have a different level of, of, of awe. And, you know, you, at any given moment, you can be um, starstruck or, or um, honored to be a part of a project or, you know, doing a scene with some of your favorite uh, people. And you're just like, man, like, this is wild. I think you get into trouble when um, you, you allow yourself to get, like, bored or, or um, taking, uh, you know, the, the amazingness of, of this job for granted. Um, yeah. So I think that's important. Especially like you guys. Um... We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. 
What's up, y'all? So I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of Suave Sessions. I guess we can call it an episode. <laughs> but I want to make sure that you guys also get over to our magazine website, www.suave.com. And you also check out our videos on YouTube, which are about to take an amazing turn. Um, but you can find those videos at the Suave Magazine page as well. Um, there are issues that you can read on the magazine site and you can keep in touch with us across social media. Everything is Suave Magazine. Thank you as always for your support. We 150% appreciate it. You guys have been rocking out with us for a long time and we do not take that for granted. So as always, y'all spread some love and stay suave. Peace. Welcome back to Swap Sessions. You get to literally living your dream every day. And it's it's incredible. When we now see the the grown up Tosh and it's like you hit the you know, sexiest man alive issue. Like how how <laughs> it, 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 again it's like you I forgot about that. So thank you for reminding me. Man, oh man. I'm I'm feeling a little bit cooler today now. I'm feeling a little cooler today. It's like you say, oh man, like, you know, you go from, we see this kid and it's like, sex is made alive. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Like, when they proposed it to you, did you think that like, that would be where you were seen at that point? Um... I don't know. It was so. I think that that was when I was doing Baby Daddy, I believe, mm-hmm. and we did a uh, we did the People magazine shoot for that. And I remember just being on set the whole time, just like, what the hell? Like this is like, <laughs> like this is crazy. Um, but it's an honor, you know. It's like, man, this is crazy that people view you like that. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, it, it, I'll be lying to you if I said it didn't feel cool or like. You know, you 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 feel some type of way about it. It's dope, um, you know. Uh, but again, it's just it's 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 one of those things where you, I literally forgot about that. So now I'm like, man, that also happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's it's such yeah, it's such a cool feeling. It's it's a really really cool feeling, and it's you know it's an honor to even be you know, in those, in those types of, uh, in that type of light, you know? Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Cool. So you, most recently you worked on a project, Welcome Map. Um, yes. how did that happen and what did you want people to take from that, from that project? Um, well, for a while I had been, um, looking for a script that sort of, uh, bridged, it brought together like two genres of the comedy and the drama because uh you know most of the stuff I've done in my career has been comedy like strictly comedy and so I've been looking for a script for a while that sort of teetered the line so it's so it could be um especially because during um in my career now I'm sort of leaning more uh I'll always be in in tv of course but my next sort of phase of, of my career is to sort of take over the, that, that, that film world. 
so that movie came about, the script came about, and I was like, oh, this is the perfect one to sort of start that, that sort of journey into that film, feature film uh, world for, for my career because it, it had elements of comedy that people are used to seeing me as, but then it had the dramatic side along with it. So it, it wasn't something that would... Uh, in a bad way shock people, but it was something that they would feel, because a lot of people went into that movie thinking it was going to be strictly comedy because, you know, we have people like me and Dion Cole and, you know, it's like, oh, this is about to be funny the whole way through. And then they watch it and they're like, oh, okay, like, I didn't know. And that to me was the beauty of it. So I instantly wanted to be a part of it when I read the script because it made me laugh out loud. It made me feel it, it would allow me to sort of stretch my acting muscles in a way that I already knew I was capable of, but maybe the public wasn't. So, uh, and then it was also, a, I knew it would be a challenge because that's the type of movie that, it was almost like a, a, a double blessing in a sense because if, if you're an actor, you sort of dream to play roles like Matt because, it's pretty much you on screen the whole time. You get to go through a level of emotion that you don't normally get to do in a role. Like, I mean, he was happy. He was sad. He was depressed. He was anxious. He was having panic attacks. He was drunk. He was, you know, uh, throwing up. You know, like, it was like all these emotions that as an actor, you, we call it, you know, we get to play. You know what I mean? It's like we get to really dive in to uh, these emotions. So every day on that movie was like, I went home dead ass tired, like every single day because I was going through um, all these emotions. But as an actor, that's like a dream for, for some, for an actor like me, I realize not every actor might be like that, but um, I'm a, I'm an actor's actor. So I, I like, I desire to, to, to challenge myself in that way. And like I said, you rarely come across a script where, it's about literally about a character who's not leaving his house. So pretty much 80% of the movie is just the camera in my face. And I have to carry this film in a way that I've never had to really carry anything before. So again, I was confident, but it was also that thing where it's like, okay, this will be a challenge and it'll give the, the, the public and fans and non-fans alike a chance to see a different side of me and to see that like, Oh, he does this as well. So um, that's, that's why I wanted to do that project so much. And, of course, the, one of the main things, and we were so – it was crazy how it happened. It was all God's timing because it actually ended up coming out during Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so that – and the movie is about that. And to, to – uh, you know, I, I did a, a – a pretty extensive sort of uh, press run when that movie was coming out. And, you know, as I was doing the press run, I was realizing that I sort of became and have become sort of the face of mental health in the African-American community in a way that, like, hasn't been seen on screen before. So I was like, whoa, this is crazy because, like, I tell you, I, I get amazing messages all the time and fans come up to me and tell me things like, you know, things like, oh my God, you know, baby daddy, uh, I was in the hospital sick and all I watched was baby daddy and it gave me so much joy. And like, I get these things often. Right. Um, 
but for this movie, it was different because I had people, you know, telling me how they saw themselves in Matt, you know, men, women, adults, younger, um, and especially to see an African-American struggling with anxiety and uh, being vulnerable like Matt is in the film is hard to come by. You rarely see that in, in film. Um, uh, and, and not even just in the African-American film world. In, in movies in general, you rarely see a man struggling with anxiety and, and, and crying and, and being so, such in a dark place, but, but realizing like, yo, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And it's okay to go see a therapist. It's okay to talk about your feelings. And so that movie sort of morphed into something even more uh, important. So I almost felt like that, that movie has a special place in my heart because, you know, it, it touches people on a deeper level than like, oh, you made me laugh. You know, like, it's like, no, like, I'm going to go see a therapist now because of this movie or wow, like I can talk to my family now without being scared because your character did it. And it's just like, that's why I do what I do, you know, in this, in this crazy, you know, show business world to be able to touch people in that way. And I feel like that's a character that will, stand the test of time and people will always be able to to go back and watch that and be like, yo, that was one of the first, you know, movies starring an African-American lead man that was that vulnerable um, in, in, in the space he was in. And that was bringing, you know, mental health and anxiety to, to a level that it should be spoken about more, mm-hmm. but, you know, in, in a, in a lighthearted uh, way. Some of the things in that movie were dark, but, you know, I think we did it in a way that was sort of, again, teetering the line between that comedy and, and that, that, that uh, drama. So um, it was easily digestible, but also like, yo, this was really talking about some stuff, you know? So yeah. um, I'm really, really proud of that movie and, and how it's touched so many people. Um, the amount of uh, like I'm talking crazy, crazy messages, people opening up to me, like just after I posted the initial clip of the movie, because in the clip I posted, I'm having a panic attack and people were like, oh, snap, like I struggle with this too, but like I'm afraid to talk about it or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, man, like there's nothing better than portraying a character that like touches people on a deeper level than just like, yeah, I enjoy your work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah my my uh both my parents were in the military but i was getting messages um through my dad of his military buddies who saw themselves in that you know what i mean so it's like cuz of cuz of trauma they've experienced or loss so it i think that movie sort of touched a lot of We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right. So I know you guys enjoy listening to Suave Sessions while I'm talking to some of my favorite celebrities and interviewing them and finding out more about their lives. But I'm also on a podcast with five of my friends from childhood 
and we've been friends for over 30 years. And now we're coming back together as adults and having conversations as grown men from the black perspective. It gets a little funny. There's some of the topics that we talk about, things from relationships, uh, for these guys being fathers, husbands. Uh, we talk about police brutality, we talk about um, different things with the music industry, with the fashion industry. We talk about things from music to fashion to culture to what the standards are of being a man, what it's like to have a guy coat. Check us out because up on any podcast platform that you're already listening to right now, it's GQ the podcast. That's G C U E the podcast. Check us out. Have some fun. Come laugh with us. Welcome back to Swap Sessions. Different people, and, and not just black people. I, that was the other reason I liked the script, because it read as colorless. It didn't read as, a, as a, a black movie. You know what I mean? So it was, it was deeper than that. It was more than that. So I'm really, really proud of that and proud of the reaction. You step out of that, and you step into Black Don't Crack. Um, again, which, <laughs> yeah. when you when you finish um, being mad, how do you tap out of all that emotion? Because that's that's a lot to take on for a project to be working on consistently, and then have to kind of break that. How do you? How did you? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good question because, granted, there was a, a substantial amount of time before those projects, but it did take me about about a month to sort of get out of the mindset of Matt because during filming I didn't te- I didn't talk to anyone, I didn't go anywhere, I went to work and I went home. I didn't really socialize because I wanted to sort of live how Matt lived in his space. Um and I live alone anyway, so it was it was nice to sort of just come home and still kind of be Matt. But again, and this is all things that when you take on a role, you have to um, be aware that if it's something that's darker or emotional, you have, to, you have to know that you can handle it because that role could stick with you a little bit after. Um, so that was, I wouldn't say a challenge, but it was like weird because I still felt like Matt, you know, a month after that movie, I was like, okay, I... I I can I can go out and hang with friends like I'm not I'm not stuck in my house. But then you know obviously COVID hit later on, so Matt sort of helped me in that sense of not needing to leave my house for a certain amount of time. But um, yeah, it, it it's it's you have to be careful with with certain roles because if you want to play it right, you sort of have to become that that role. So if you're not emotionally like capable of like jumping in and out of it maybe you shouldn't do it um but i was able to to obviously jump out of it and and get back to taj but um yeah it's just uh it's it's tricky and you just have to i think it's it becomes easier when it's on the 
page as well. Like if the script is good and you instantly relate to the character. So for like Khalil, it was like something really light and he was funny. So it was like easy to sort of like jump into that. So if it's, if it's done in a real way and an organic way, I feel like it's easy to jump. Uh, well, not easy, but like, you know, it's, it's, you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what this character is like. And I like this character, so I'm going to – so it, it, it makes it easier to sort of jump into that. And sitcom, sitcom and, and uh, multi-camera comedies are something that I've always just been able to sort of jump into fairly easily, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, again, I'm very blessed. I've, I've done it so much that it's easy to sort of just be like, okay, I'm back in this sort of theater atmosphere um, and I can, you know, play in a comedic way and, and be, you know, bigger or, or whatever. And it's, it's, it's more, it's lighter. Um, So, yeah, but yeah, that was such a, such an amazing script. And Regina Hicks is amazing. And, um, you know, having Viola there was just like, just insane (laughs) it's just insane all moment (laughs) oh yeah i met i saw her in the uh in the hallway and i still don't even remember exactly what i said to her and i like i was just like oh my god like she she was so sweet so so beautiful and then she sort of left after we had our conversation and and exited the hallway and i sort of stood there and I remember I went to Essence's dressing room and I was like, what the hell did I say? Because <laughs> like, I was so, <laughs> yeah, I did. I literally fanned out, um, you know, right there in front of her. But she was so nice and so sweet the whole time. And, um, but, yeah, it's one of those. Uh, and I have those often where I'm just like afterwards, I'm like, if it's something I, someone I look up to, I'm just like, I black out. And I'm just like, what did I say? <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, she's, she's incredible. All right. So, so tell us about the role of Khalil and, uh, Black Don't Cry. Yeah. Khalil, um, is, uh, and just as an FYI, we're, it's, it's in a situation now called turnaround where you do a show, um, and the studio isn't ready to sort of like, basically the studio is shopping it around. So it could end up in, in multiple different uh, places. It just depends. And sometimes that can, you know, take up to a year or whatever. Um, so it, 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 but Khalil is so funny. The, the, the story is about these three women who sort of are, they've lost contact and then through a traumatic experience, that my mother in the, in the, in the show Sherry Shepard goes through, she sort of has to, uh, she needs a support system and her son, Khalil is not really, he, he's, he's, uh, sort of that he's finished college, but he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. So he's always making these new businesses that never sort of like get off the ground and he can't really stick to one thing. Um, you know, as he should. So he's sort of in the phase of like, you know, that relaxed, like, oh, let me do this business. Let me do that one. And if it doesn't work out, cool, I'll just make up a new idea. You know, there's nothing that really sticks. So she has to sort of uh, grab her her two old college friends um, and um, 
And by old, I mean, like, because it was back in college, because they all look amazing. But like, I don't mean that. Um, but she has to come back in contact with, with uh, you know, friends from her, her college days to sort of, like, get a bigger group of support to help her deal with the traumatic experience that she that she's, uh, has to deal with. And, and you know, we'll, we, you'll, God willing, get the chance to see Khalil um, sort of, like, you know, grow into the man that, you know, his mom needs him to be. Um, his father passed away. So it's pretty much he's the man of the house, but he's not really acting like it yet. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great show because it has – it's funny, so funny, but it's also it also has a lot of heart. So I'm very, uh, you know – Obviously, God's plan is God's plan, and wherever it ultimately, you know, hopefully ends up landing, people will get get a chance to see the the amazing and funny show that that you know we 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 did. And uh, yeah, super 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 funny, super funny role. I had a lot of fun with Khalil. Nice, nice. And you and your you and your sisters, you guys um, have like a like a legacy, like a family type thing, almost like the same as the smallest or the, um, the Wayne-ins kind of thing. <clears throat> your brother just put out a album as well. Yeah, he put out his single. Right. So what do you guys, like, what's that conversation like? Like, is, is, the, is it like industry advice kind of thing? Is it just like you know, we're all having fun living our dream. Like, how does that, how does that feel family-wise? Like, what do you guys want people to take from the Maori family? I think the thing that, because we rarely talk about, like, obviously if we have something exciting coming up and we want to share it, we'll have conversations about, you know, the things that we're working on and, and all that. But our relationship is like not business at all. Like it's just siblings. Like if you were to get on, if you were in a room with us while we were all on a FaceTime or all hanging around, uh, hanging out, you wouldn't necessarily, if you didn't know us, you wouldn't know that, you know, we're all in the entertainment industry. You wouldn't know because we, we keep it real family and, and real regular and normal. And I think that's something that our parents instilled in us, again, to keep it separate. You know, family is family and then work is work. So I think that's the thing that I, I want people to, you know, and I think they do recognize about, you know, especially me and my siblings and our whole family, really. But, you know, when, when we're having conversations, we're, you know, we're just brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? And... um Obviously, with that comes, you know, a tremendous amount of, like, pride when one of us does something amazing or if we're all, you know, doing something at the same time. That's sort of my favorite thing, and it's kind of like that right now. Um, so it's just cool to, you know, to see all of us doing, you know, what we love to do and, and thriving in different avenues, and um, it's just so cool and, you know, the support system is, is totally there. And, um, you know, I'm my brother's biggest fan. Like, I know his music by heart. Like, I send him voice notes of me rapping his lyrics and be like, oh, my God, bro. Like, uh, but I'm his biggest fan. I'm so proud of him. Um, his song's on the radio now, which is crazy. Um, so he's, he's doing his thing. But, yeah, we're all each other's biggest fans, man. Like, and, you know, but it's it's, it's amazing to 
to have the ability to sort of shut off from like work. And that's what our, our family gatherings are. It's sort of, anytime I'm with family, I'm, I'm on vacation because it's like, we're not talking about work. We're just talking about family love or watching movies. We're having some wine, you know, and it's like, that's family, you know, we, it's separate from what we do. And that's how it's always been. And I think that's, uh, you know, a blessing to be able to have that sort of dynamic. Um, we could jump into work conversations, but I promise you, like, those are very rare. Like, it's not, that's not what we want to, you know, we want to hang. We want to be with family. Um, right. So that, to me, is the beauty of, of the Maury family, is that when we're together, you know, it's loud, it's funny, we got good food, you know, and we're just, <laughs> we're, 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 we're being a family and it's not like, oh, what do you, um, what do you have coming up next? You know, like it's not like <laughs> we don't really care. So it's like, it's like, but you know, when those things come up, it's nothing but love and support. And I think that's what makes it beautiful to come. Uh, like if if you're coming back from a job or or out of town for work, or you've been working on something, I know that I can go over my sister's house or. Uh, call up my brother and or uh, you know see my nieces and my nephews and know that I'm like resting you know what I mean it's like I'm just chilling I'm with my family uh, not thinking about work right now and it's just love and like that's that's the uh, that's the Maury family spread some love stay suave peace